So Jake, be my crutch. You can be my hero, baby. They say home is where the heart is, so I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless. Welcome to episode 45, version 2. We recorded an episode, and I didn't upload it to our Google Drive account. I then cleaned my computer without thinking and deleted my side of the audio. So, this is version 2. Some say that our episode was flagged for misinformation. CDC took it down, we got deplatformed. But we're back. As always, I'm Chris, here with my friend Kyle. Kyle, how are you? Chris, um, I'm a little bit skeptical about what's going on here exactly. With uh... You know, I was really nervous that you would be skeptical after I did that, but I, on Ollie's life, swear that I accidentally deleted this episode. All right, well... I know we went deep on conspiracies yeah. and... <laughs> Who just cleans <laughs> I... their computer? Right, someone you, you just conveniently that has very minimal space. cleaned your computer after we did a very controversial episode where we exposed truths that people don't want exposed, and then you just happen to clean your computer. Is there something you want to tell no, me? No, I sw- no, I swear on Ollie's life. I'll take a blood oath. I'll swear on the Bible, even though I'm not religious and don't believe in any of that hoopla. Mm. I did not do this intentionally. But even when I messaged you, you said probably a good thing because I felt really bad about it. Well, um, it's just very it's just very convenient because the stuff we were talking about. It was flagged by the CDC. That's why. <laughs> it was flagged by the CDC. Dr. Fauci said, no, you can't put this out. And I said, all right, all right. I don't even have any theories really about how where the episode went. But I'm just saying, like, if I see you driving a new car or you got a new house, if you've been paid off. To, to clean your computer, um, so to speak. Well, I'm, I'm going to find out eventually. You just see me promoting the booster shot on my <laughs> Instagram. You're like, this isn't right. Chris got paid off something. Yeah, but you can, for those listening, you can put together uh, some of the things we talked about. That wasn't all of it. We talked about the moon. We talked about 9-11. But we're not going to reopen that. You mentioned JFK um, briefly. <laughs> I did watch that documentary recently. Just know me and Kyle have our tinfoil hats on and we're looking for answers. And we kind of tossed around the idea of us being that non-biased source that looks for the answers and puts them together. But you know what I realized after I thought about that? (laughs) How can we say we don't have a bias? Like, we might have some bias going into it. We just don't know it yet. Oh, of course we do. Yeah, so (laughs) we were all gung-ho. Um... I still think it's a so good yeah, idea. Is, it is, but um, this podcast you can now find on QAnon Networks <laughs> if you want to hear that episode that I accidentally deleted. So we talked about a few things that we wanted to discuss, but there's one thing I wanted to open with that popped into my head um, when you messaged me before we started recording. Uh, um, all right. You You woke up and you said... And we can cut this out if you want. Uh, just woke up. I'm at Tika's. I'll be home in a half hour. You messaged me 25 minutes later. You said, I just got to drop the kids off at the pool. And then I'll be ready to go. So my question to you, Kyle. Do you not poop around your girlfriend? Oh, oh no. No, I yeah, I, I do all the time. Oh, okay, good. Good. So it is. it is a serious relationship. This is good. Okay, because I was thinking, like, is he still, like, not pooping around her? Like, because that's that's something you got to get done early. You got to set the precedence early. Oh, yeah, that's that's not a – that was never a real big hurdle, to be honest. She did ask me – That was for first date stuff? (laughs) Not exactly, but uh, – I got to take a shit. I'll be right back. I think it was, like, a couple weeks in, she's like, how come you never farted in front of me? Um – Wow, a couple of weeks and she's asking that. Yeah, I, she was going real hard with it. Um, it, it was pretty soon, and and I, I kind of denied it at first. I was like, oh, yes, I do or something. But then I, I don't know. I, I guess there is a, a conscious effort to not. And then and then once oh yeah, and then once that's changed, you really make a conscious effort to do it. Um, so 
And I'm glad you said you make a conscious effort to do it because now what I'm doing is I'll make a very loud sound effect as well when I fart. Oh, okay. So <laughs> gonna, like me and Michelle are hanging out. I'll go, oh, <laughs> just to like really emphasize what I just did and act like a 50-year-old man. I almost said 40 and then I realized I'm only 10 years away from that. You do it every time? 50-year-old man. Um, so it, it actually became a problem where – I wasn't trying to make the noise, but I just got so used to doing it every time I farted, I was doing it. So I had to <laughs> consciously not make an additional noise when I farted. You mean because I was doing it every time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't not make the noise now because I've just done it so consistently that I gotta think not to do that, and it hasn't been a problem for a while. Oh, well, I'm glad you got over you know? that. Yeah, it was tough, but we got through it. And it was something that um, I, I was I did just because I thought it was funny. It's probably not that funny. It's pretty juvenile, but I got a kick out of it. As long as you like it. Yeah, it made me smile, so whatever. But um, other than the farts and the poop, how uh, how are things going with you? Um, Let's see. You still snort and create them every day? Yes, Good, good. Yeah, I like that. To be honest, it was uh, a fairly tumultuous couple weeks for me and Tika. We were fighting a lot. Um, do you think that's because you guys are spending more time together? I think there was a number of reasons, but I, I think the yeah we did. So I don't know how much you talked about on the podcast, but we were kind of living together for a few weeks when she moved from Jakarta to Bali um, because I I basically let her stay at my place while she was finding a place. Yeah. And we got very used to that. And then uh, when she did find a place, so so we kind of went from spending all of our time together to less, and then more. So I think I, I think you you're you're right to hit on that. I think that was a big thing, like um, dealing with the the changes in that. And then uh, yeah, just working through some communication stuff. It's uh, I'm, I'm not gonna say it's either one of us, but I think both of us. But um. I think we're we're kind of on the other side of it now. It's been like a, a pretty good week, but for a little while, yeah. Just to be honest, I mean, we were we were fighting a lot. It kind of sucked. I feel like that happens with a lot of couples that don't typically spend you know every waking moment together, and then you go to living with each other. Like it's a whole different thing. Like if you can think of your absolute favorite person in the world, not even like a best friend. Like say like I don't know someone your idol, mm -hmm. and you for some reason started living with that person you would find things to argue about you would find things that they did that pissed you off and that's a big part of the um i feel like growing together process that couples do mm. i feel like a lot of people can relate to that yeah yeah that's definitely part of it yeah so to so you and your uh you and yours do you how much fighting do you do honestly we used to like just bicker here and there but, um, you know, as everyone knows, it's pretty public. We had our issues before. We resolved them. And ever since then, we've both been in therapy. Um, we don't go together. We don't do couples therapy. But we have our own separate therapist that we go to. We've been so good at communicating and not holding on to things. I mm. feel like um, I talked to someone recently that is having a lot of arguments in their relationship. And they had said um, they were talking to their significant other, and they asked what was wrong. They lied and said it was something else. And then later that day, they came clean with the truth. They were actually aggravated with this person. Yeah. And I think that also happens a lot in relationships, and that's not something I deal with anymore because my wife and I have had conversations where we decided if you're aggravated, get it out on the table, talk it out now, do not let it simmer and build up more animosity. Just get out on the table and fucking fix it. Yeah, I think that's good. Um, that's something we were dealing with, too. Uh, we, we've gotten better at that, too. I think that's a very common I mean, it, thing. Is uh, there's, there's a lot of... That, that's a pretty deep one because sometimes what's bothering you... I don't know. Um, so, sometimes you're not ready to let go of it right away, or you're not you're not ready to talk about it. So I don't know. Is there is there some acceptable time frame? Or 
You just got to get it out in the open right away. Well, I think especially in new relationships or not, I, w- I don't want to say new, like newer, like even within like a year, year and a half, two years, um, sometimes you need to go through what you're upset about in your head and think, is it okay that I feel this way? Mm. Like, I don't want to scare this person off or have a fight for no reason. So I feel like that's a big reason why some people do that. Yes. Um, but I've found for the most part, even if I feel like what I'm feeling is irrational, if I say it right away, I'll hear their side. And sometimes it might say, oh, I am being irrational. Now I get it. This is why they did X, Y, and Z. It's not because of what I thought. So mm. me being angry isn't warranted. I think that's uh, that. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And um, I think you and I probably have similar issues in that way. And I think that's that's something that I was also talking about too. And that that that's exactly what I deal with. Thinking like, can I feel this way? Is it right to feel this? But I think that's that's my issue, and that's your issue. Is like. If you have a feeling, it is rational. Like we, we shouldn't be denying ourselves. Um, it, maybe maybe it's not rational to be upset at the other person, but it is a valid feeling. And and I've I've had that, and I I think most people have that to some degree. You, like something irks you, and you you, you don't want to feeling that way for a reason. Yeah, you don't want to talk about it because of pride or or pride is a big one, but also upsetting the other person. But you're right. If if you're trying to have a relationship, then you should probably talk about it. And in my experience, for for me anyway, that that's something I talked about in my last singly negative. Is um, the vast majority of times, if I try to hold it in and like get over it, it's not going to happen. It's going to get worse. So I think yeah, uh, you just spiral. Yes. Yes, but uh, but I mean, when you when you mentioned uh, newer relationships, extremely new relationships, then yeah, yeah, um, and most of the time I, I would let it go totally. But if you're trying to build, yeah, but something, it stays in the back of your head. Yeah, and I feel like those conversations you have with your partner, you start to build that that trust when you do get those conversations out, and you don't hold them in. Like, okay, I can tell this person anything. I had a feeling. They talked to me about it. I found out that I was feeling irrational. They made me feel better about how I was feeling. Yep. So I think it's kind of a bonding experience as well. Yeah, I think that's uh, – I mean I didn't even really specify what we were fighting about. But that's – that whole dynamic because there's a lot of things in there. There's one, not holding on to something. that That's one whole issue we could talk about for hours. And then two – how they hear you and respond to you. You could talk about that for hours and then how you continue. Um, and, and you're right. How they respond to you or how you respond to them is extremely important. You have to make each other feel safe. Um, and uh, also, uh, I, I did talk about this to my therapist too because we were going through this. Um, like, l- let's, say, uh, let's say she does something. And then you get angry and, and you're, you're having that feeling. Is it irrational or not? He was saying, and this is something I've heard before too, but the, the way to talk about it is not necessarily to say you did this, but more like I felt this way. So, so, it, so it's about it's putting – not putting the blame on either side, but kind of discussing he, – he said impact rather than action, um, what, what the impact and, and- was rather than the action. And I thought that was very helpful for me. Yeah, and I feel the way you described it, um, well, the way your therapist said, you're taking responsibility for the way you feel because it's not their fault the way you feel. Because mm-hmm. you could feel that way based on your own personal experiences in the past. Right. So you're taking responsibility for how you feel about a certain situation. Mm-hmm. And then you talk to that person about it. They give you their perspective. And then you understand why they acted the way they did based on their past personal experiences. Right. And you come to a common understanding. Sounds simple when you say it like that, but in practice it can be a, it can be a can of worms, eh? 
It really is because everyone is so complex. Everyone comes from different backgrounds, different family dynamics. It's just, it's really so complex. Yeah. And you're... And that's why... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Like going... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, okay. And that goes back to um, even our conversations with our friend Nick. Mm. How treating everyone is so different. Because everyone takes things in differently based on their past experiences. Yep. So similarly to how you'll come to an understanding with your partner, you're both coming from different backgrounds, different experiences. You're going to interpret the world in different ways. Yep. And sometimes uh, these, these things can be very emotional. So you could even understand all this uh, and be very familiar with it. But when you have an emotional reaction, um, you, you can't always practice it because your responses come from, like you said, childhood or, or past relationships too. If you had a, a relationship that wasn't so healthy, you've, you've had all this practice your entire life of kinding, kind of acting in, in the wrong way, um, so to speak. So, uh, so, 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 so me, one thing uh, that she really doesn't like, and, and I notice it's, it's ugly, is I can be sarcastic. And I, I value my sarcasm. I treasure it in most contexts, but it can be uh, when it's mean spirited, it's not good. And uh, she's told me she doesn't like it. And I said, I wouldn't do it, but it, it, I did it again. And it was because, uh, and I, I knew I shouldn't, but it was kind of an emotional thing. And uh, it takes time to unlearn those patterns. Uh, and, and I think that's pretty common. And, and she did the same thing too. She, she, she has one thing she says that I really don't like, and I told her a number of times, don't fucking say that, but she, but she did it again, and it's, you know, um, so we, we both do that because we have these, uh, these ingrained patterns that are very difficult to get over. So when you said you wouldn't do it again, did you say, Tika, I won't do that again, and you go, oh, yeah, I won't do it again. <laughs> yeah. What was your tone when you said you wouldn't do it again? <laughs> That's important. <laughs> No, it's like uh, so. So what we do is we'll have uh, we'll have an issue, and then I, I think I think we do do a pretty good job about talking it through after the fact. Sometimes it's like when we're in it uh, that we're not so good at it yet. But after the fact, we can usually say, "Okay, this is what happened. This is what I could do better. This is what you could do better." And uh, she's she's expressed to me before, like I, I really don't like when you're um, sarcastic like that. And in that moment, in a, in a calm, logical way, I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'll try not to do that again or, or I won't do that again. But then uh, then I did it again pretty recently. And uh, I, I immediately knew it was wrong. And I apologized like a couple minutes later, even before she told me she didn't like it. I knew it was shitty. But uh, yeah, I still did it. I've had a very similar experience. This was something my wife used to bring up to me all the time because – when I'm around people, I don't know why, but for some reason I feel this urge that I need to be the funny guy. Mm. I want to make people laugh. I want to make people smile. And sometimes I would do it at the expense of her. Uh. And it wasn't like I'm targeting her. I would do it to a lot of different people. But obviously I know the most about her. So I would yep. make a lot of jokes at her expense. And I'm just thinking I'm being funny. Everyone gets a joke. Mm -hmm. But – um. I used to do that way too often and we had the conversation many times and I apologized many times and it took a really long time, but I did break out of that pattern and I don't know why I always felt like I feel like I need to be the funny guy. Like I want to make people laugh. I don't know why I feel that way, mm. but that's just something that I've dealt with forever. I guess I always just try to, I don't know. They always say if you're trying to be the funny guy, you're like hiding something. Not hiding something, but like deep down, you just want to kill yourself. But I don't think that's the case. I'll take I a just want, like I. I'll take a stab at it. Yeah, take a stab. Because I got the same thing, and uh, I, you know, is that kind of the situation you're going through right now? Like you trying to be funny around different people that you're not so familiar with? No. Uh, okay. I, I do deal with that, and actually, last night I was on the phone with my dad. And um, after I got off the phone, Tika said, you're, you're really sarcastic with your dad. And uh, it took me a minute. I'm like, oh, yeah, I am. And um, again, I, I'm taking a stab at it. I don't want to put this idea in your head or, or I guess I'm going to anyway. But 
do it. I think one of my strategies for getting love as a kid was probably being funny. Um, and, and I don't know about you, but maybe, um, yeah, a big, a big part of the, the, our behaviors is what we got approval and disapproval from when we were kids. And maybe you and I both got laughs and, and love for being funny. Um, and then you, that's a strategy you take through uh, your entire life. So, so the, what you mentioned, uh, insecure or hiding something, yeah, maybe in those moments you're feeling a little bit insecure about your place in the group or something and you want to get that approval and your best strategy is uh is being funny and and mine mine is too and i use sarcasm a lot and it's accepted by my dad and um he'll laugh at it but maybe it's not so good with uh with everybody i think you're pretty spot on there because i'll like even as a kid some of like my best memories it's me like making a group of adults laugh like yeah me too friends doing something funny like Everyone's laughing. I felt like I was on top of the world. Yes. I was able to elicit laughter from these people. Yes, me too. So I think you're pretty spot on there. And that even carried over to like trying to make friends. Yep. That's uh, it's one of the best ways. Be the funny guy. If you're not the attractive guy, be the funny guy. But clearly, even with that one statement, you just revealed a lot about yourself, right? That's a whole complex. Low self-confidence. Yep. People aren't going to like me because I'm not super attractive. So guess what? I'm going to be the fucking funny guy. Yeah. And uh, especially as kids, uh, kids, kids are cruel. What a cliched statement. But uh, one of the best ways to get laughs is to make fun of other people. Exactly. And I think a lot of people can relate to, you know, poking fun at somebody else because everyone else is doing it. Like that, that mob mentality of, oh, this large group of people. I can join them if I just do what they're doing. Yep. That's where a lot of the bullying comes from in school. I just wanted to be accepted by this group. That group seemed cool. And unfortunately, at someone else's expense, but at least I'm with the cool group now. I remembered something. Uh, it's, it's, it kind of sucks, but it's it's a little funny, too, from my childhood. Um, so, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty good at it. I guess, especially with my family and, and maybe my family got used to it. So I don't know. I guess my style of sarcasm or whatever, I do it in a way with a tone that people know I'm not trying to hurt anyone. And I can say something kind of sharp, but I'll get away with it uh, nearly 100% of the time, especially with my family, let's say. Yeah. Now, my sister, three years younger than me, uh, definitely observed that and emulated it but her jokes went over with frightening low success rates and i would observe it happening and and she would say something but her tone was off or she would pick the wrong word or something and she would get in trouble uh let's just say crickets dude yeah not a, not a laugh in the house not dude. a she, fucking she's laugh gotta work on the no. delivery no maybe yells or or maybe i don't know spankings i, I don't remember everything but it's just I just like how you said shockingly worse results. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it and it sucked too because even as a kid I recognized what she was doing and she wasn't trying to make a problem, but it just came out not so good and uh and, and maybe they were just a harsher crowd for her. But um but yeah, that just came to my mind how 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 unfair it was. And it's even persisted uh you know, I can't remember any very recent examples, but but as uh, as recent as like the last few years. My sister will try a joke and it's just like, eh, you could use a little work on the delivery. <laughs> yeah. Take that to the next open mic and work it out. Yeah. In your special. That's all I'm saying. But I do want to be really fair to her because, um, well, I know she probably listens to most of these too, but it's, it really isn't fair because I think, uh, especially in the context of my family, right? I want to be extremely personal. Um, I think. It's like uh, it's like when you're when you're you like Shane Gillis, right? The the stand up comic. Love Shane. You Gillis. you just you just appreciate his comedy and you trust him. So even if his joke isn't so good, you're still gonna laugh. And I, I think I had that uh, that respect as a comic in my household, whereas my sister didn't enjoy that uh, that status. So it it was really unfair to her, and I felt bad uh, in a lot of cases. So I don't even want to blame her delivery entirely. I think she just had a tougher crowd. Kristen, I'm sure you're. Extremely funny. I don't know you that well, but in the conversations we have had, very little. You're a nice person. No, she's super funny. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I think um, being that funny guy, being a defense mechanism for some people, I think that that holds pretty true as well. Like you said, you're not you're trying to establish your status within that group. Yep. And how do you do that the quickest? Be funny, make people smile. Yeah, that's uh I'm I'm just thinking about it now, but you you learn a lot about people when you see um like what I'm thinking of now is this guy I met a few months ago in a group setting. And he came in and he didn't know us. And his strategy, he used some humor, but he was very braggadocious. Uh, he wanted everybody to know about his job and about how many languages he spoke and and all these different things. But I'm just the reason I'm bringing it up is because we, we all have different strategies, um, but it comes from a place where you're not fully comfortable in it the status within the group you don't know you don't know where you stand and you're trying not to be put in that lesser than role or whatever yeah um and in the past i used to look at those braggadocious people and think they're obnoxious and you know trying to sound like mr cool guy but it, that also is a defense mechanism. That's not them trying to show off. That's them trying to establish their place and gain your acceptance. This is why I'm interesting. Please like me. Yeah. It um. It has the opposite effect on me too. That, that... Well, it, like I said, it used to have the opposite effect on me, but I understand now why people do it. Yep. So I, I give a little more leeway now. If it continues, then yeah, all right, done with you. But I understand, especially if it's a new person being introduced to a lot of other new people. Yeah, that's interesting too, right? Because <clears throat> you're uh, you're being very compassionate by uh, by not judging one style over another, and I think that's ideal. But uh, there's also the truth that um, there's something called chemistry even in non-romantic ways where we just gel with other people. And I, I, I like people that use the, the sarcastic, the humor style. And I really don't like the braggadocious types. And, um, in this, well, it fits with your style. Exactly. Yeah. And in this one case, I kind of remember, um, I think he was trying for my approval more because I wasn't giving it to him. Like he, it had the opposite effect on me because, because some people do respond very well to that and they'll, they'll be like, oh, wow, oh, really? Yeah. Tell me more. Whereas me, I'm just like, yeah, uh-huh. Okay. And he was, he was, he was like laying it on even thicker. I'm like, yeah, okay, man. And I just, yeah, I just don't get along with those people. So here's my question. So you and I both have similar reactions to that braggadocious type. Do you think that comes from a place of, a lack of self-confidence within our own self. Um, and when I say that, I mean, yep. okay, I have, I'm established in this group. I'm the funny guy. I say these funny things. This guy comes in and he's saying things that are impressive. I don't come with the impressive, you know, whatever. Like I have some things that are impressive, but this guy's kind of outdoing what I do. Is that a place of, you know, jealousy almost? Ah, uh, that's pretty astute. Could be. Um, yeah. I mean, my first reaction was no. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but absolutely yeah. not. Fuck that guy. <laughs> but yeah, in this specific situation, I'm thinking of it could be. And and I was with uh my my friend Matt, and uh, I do get along very well with him. But here's this guy coming in and trying to establish himself as uh, kind of the leader. And are these people gonna like him more than I, more than me? Yeah, yeah. Part of my reaction to him might have been like, uh, yeah, yeah I, th I think you're right. It, maybe if we were one on one, I, I still wouldn't have become best friends with him, but I would have been nicer. Uh, I wouldn't have been openly uh, validating. But uh, in the group, maybe I really didn't want him to claim the spot he wanted. Uh, so I was being uh, maybe you could say passive aggressive. Or I I don't know I was just uh I, I was just not validating him, and, and my friend was the same way. So it was 
I think we were, it was three girls and three guys and the girls, they're just kind of playing their passive roles. And, uh, after the fact, I think two of them were like, oh, you guys were mean to him, me and me and Matt, because we weren't, uh, we weren't playing along. Whereas I can kind of see that, but I don't. Yeah, I, I think it was it was kind of a, a, a competition type thing. It's very very interesting. It could come back to our basic instincts of I don't want my spot in the tribe to be jeopardized. I think you're right. Yeah, I've never really thought of that until this point. Mm. But maybe that's it. You don't want your spot in the tribe to be jeopardized by this this new guy. But I do respect you not putting on that facade. Like, oh, I'm very interested in what this guy has to say. You're kind of just real with it. Like, I wasn't being nice, but I wasn't being rude. I was just being not interested because I wasn't. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why uh, th this was a very big learning experience that, that one night. And I ended up thinking about it for a long time. And here I am thinking about it again. But um, you're right. Yeah. Because if I were to have laughed at his shitty jokes, that would have been fake. Um, so I did, I did end up feeling that I just kept it real, but there probably was a certain energy that I had that was felt that was, that was above and beyond not interested. And it was more into the territory of fuck this guy. Really? So I, I, I think that's a little unfair. Probably it was. Like I said, I, I had that, I, I have that compassion for those people where, I'll give him a shot. I know this could just be a defense mechanism. Give him a little time. And if this continues, but if it switches and they feel more comfortable and they're just having good conversation, which is possible, give it the opportunity. Probably it was, but still, I, I kind of wish I could show you a video of this night or I wish you were there because he was so over the top and he even came in um, drunk. So we were all drinking a little bit, but he showed up like an hour late and he was drunk. And he was just trying to take over the whole room in a way that was, I don't know, it just, it wasn't fun. It just sucked. And um, Take everything I said, throw out the window, fuck that guy. You don't show up late drunk and try to take over a whole social gathering. Fuck you. And he was, too. And there, there was one French girl and uh, two Indonesian girls. Wee oui, wee. Oui. And he was like, so we're in a whole group, but he starts loudly speaking French to the one French girl. And like putting the rest of us in a situation where we're just going to watch. Uh, and then he was doing the same in Ugh. Indonesian. It's just like very show offy, especially with the languages and then just really loud. And ugh, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't like him. Yeah. I don't need to hear anymore. Don't like him. Do you have any similar experiences oh. like uh, any any group dynamics type things that we could we could talk about? Um, I'm trying to think of different situations not even so much braggadocious yeah if there's another funny guy oh i'm sure you've been in this one where someone else is trying to come with the heat yeah and you know you gotta step it up a little bit like no 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 no, no. that's my spot that's where i get more defensive yeah when someone yeah. else is coming and people are laughing fuck you dude that's my job in this tribe that can get really dicey too right because then once you have that energy um of fuck that guy your jokes they come from a different they get place. Aggressive. They're not going to be as yeah. good. You're, you're not. Uh, no. You're not doing it for the love of the game anymore. You're doing it for a different reason, and uh, yeah, that that's rough. Yeah, I I can't think of any. <laughs> Honestly, I don't put myself in many social situations anymore that I don't want to be. Yeah. Yeah, I just hang out with people I want to hang out with. If it's a large group, no thanks. I'll hang back. People I don't know, no thanks. I'll hang back. I'm uh, I'm a hermit. Me too. And that's. A, yeah, I don't, I just, I'm 30. I have no interest. I mean, I met the people I want to meet. Everyone else can go. Me too, but um, but yeah, I'm thinking about this whole thing in a, in a new light now. I'm thinking about the guys that I have met, and and it could come down to, like, the, the guys that I generally have a good reaction to. They're not challenging me in any way, and, and the guys that I don't like or that I have this 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 visceral gut reaction to something about them is like making me yeah it's putting me on attack mode or something like that it's making you feel less than or, or it, yeah it, it has the potential to yeah something like that to, to, to jeopardize your spot in the tribe so to speak exactly yeah 
I've never thought about this until this point, and you know, I'm glad we're having this conversation because it, it, it makes a lot of sense. I'm sure some people are listening going, wow, you're thinking a little too much about this. I think you have problems. But I feel like it, it <laughs> makes sense. It makes sense. Well, I think you could probably um, imagine jujitsu situations like this too. Like uh, I'm thinking about a couple classes I was in where you're with the same guys week in and week out and you have a very established place, um, not only socially but also physically where you know I, I can dominate this guy, that guy can dominate me, and everybody's kind of comfortable with it. It's like a pack of wolves. But then a new guy yeah. comes in, um, and regardless of his experience level, you have to find out where he fits in. And, and I think everybody's a little bit on edge maybe, except for the guys that are absolutely not going to be challenged. Uh, does that make sense? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, there's been plenty of times where like a traveling blue belt or traveling purple belt comes in and all of the other people, like the purple belts, blue belts are, all right, I'm going to roll with this guy. I'm going to see what he's got. Like they want to establish that place. Yeah. And almost make a name for the pack as well. Yep. Like someone coming from another gym, it's like, all right, well, we're going to show them, like, say if it's purple belt, purple belts here are going to show you how we do it here. Mm -hmm. Like, so we can say we're the better gym. I know exactly what you're talking about and I've seen it happen multiple times. And then there's also the thing where um, your friendships with other people could could be in question too. Um, may, maybe you've got a best friend in the class, and then you you got some new guy coming in, and he's getting really friendly with your friend, and and that's good. But it also makes you a little bit insecure. You're like, oh, is he going to take my best friend? Or I don't know. Have you ever had anything like that? Um, I mean, for a long time, I had the very like a very like the same partner in the gym. And then we had our issues, and we split ways. And I haven't really gone much since, but um, that was never in question for me. But now, you know, when I do go, it's me and Jakey Poo, and no one can take Jake away from me. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I do have one one more thought about the whole thing. Um, the times I can think of when I've been most comfortable with myself and, and very secure in my position, that feeling doesn't even arise. And I'm thinking of not only group situations, but maybe in a relationship or whatever. But I'm sure you've had situations where other guys will talk to your girl. And sometimes it'll trigger that feeling and sometimes it doesn't. And uh, for me personally, I'm sure for most people, you would rather have that feeling not come. But whenever it doesn't it's, come, it's such a bad feeling. It's because you're securing yourself. And uh, when it does come, it's because you're not securing yourself. So. Ultimately, this does come down to self-responsibility. It does. And that's a really good point. My wife and I, before we were married, even before we were in a relationship, we worked in a restaurant together. That's where we met. Ah. How romantic. Applebee's, 2 for 20. <laughs> you know, 350 tall boys. Very romantic. That's where we met. Yep. And um, we started dating, obviously, while working there. And I would get so jealous when like, other servers would talk to her. Of course. Oh, because restaurant, it's a fuck fest. Mm -hmm. So I would get so jealous, like, oh, is he trying to move in? What's going on here? And then keep like seeing like tables of guys they get sat with. And I'm like, that guy's handsome. That better not be in her section. <laughs> like, just not feeling that confidence in myself. Like that, I dealt with that a lot working with her in the early parts of our relationship now married i'm sure if we worked in a restaurant again which will never happen um i'd feel more secure i'd probably crack jokes but um that's a very good very good point because early on in the relationship didn't feel as secure being so new working in a restaurant being so young having that jealousy but but it's but now, uh it's ever changing though isn't it like, uh, I don't know. I, maybe you are a hundred percent secure, but I, I don't know if anybody is. And I'm just imagining, like, imagine if you guys were bickering and then e even though your communication is really good now, like, let's say there was a small lapse and then she was talking to some guy that you thought was more attractive than you in, in a, in an insecure way. You, you could imagine it being triggered again, couldn't you? Yeah. I'd wish that guy was dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's maybe in in our circumstance it's because I I'm not in situations to feel insecure. Right. Currently I we're not in a, a 
situations where I would feel insecure. Yeah, it's a deep topic. Hmm. So I think that plays a big part in it. Yeah. It's all situational. I'm very confident now, but who's to say... I don't know. I'm, I can't even think of a com- like uh, a circumstance where I would become insecure. So you, humor me. Do you guys Come have... Um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try. Do, do you guys have very established boundaries of what's okay um, with other people? Like, let's say... Um, have you discussed would would holding hands be cheating uh would would flirting be cheating um what what if it wouldn't be cheating but that's not something we do like we've never talked about that but it's not anything either of us would do at this point in a relationship okay what if um she were to meet i don't know i i get i get that it's just not something that you would do but you but you could imagine situations right what what if she met some strange guy or some strange girl and uh, they were friendly with her and they said, hey, let's go have a drink sometime. And uh, and she perceived it as a friendly thing, but you might not. Um, what could you could you imagine that? I'd probably get a little insecure. Like, OK, what's the motive here from the other end? I, I could see myself getting a little insecure there. What if the motive was it's not that clearly, what, what if the motive was clearly uh, they, they were trying to move in? Um, Fuck that, you're not going. I'll go. I'll sit down with them and I'll threaten them. Yeah. And maybe that's insecure right there, the fact that I feel like I need to go and say something to these people. Like back the fuck up or something's gonna happen. Yeah, I got that. So that's an insecurity right there. Yeah. Ah, that's that's so complicated. It is. And I I don't think there's a right answer to it. It's just you gotta deal with it as it comes and Yeah. Make sure you're both on the same page about that situation. Yep. Yep, exactly. That's the only thing you can do. There's no planning for it. Yeah. And it, it takes some self-awareness, too, to understand uh, your own levels of comfort, too. Because some people might say, no, that's totally okay. That doesn't trigger me in any way. Um, and then some other people uh, would say, you know, don't even look at that guy. Uh, and we, we would all have judgments uh, one way or the other. But ultimately, it comes down to each person. and and their relationship. Yeah, because when you're in a relationship with somebody, if that's a serious relationship, you need to take that other person's feelings seriously. Right. Regardless if you think it's ridiculous or not, that's the person you cater to. Yep. You need to take the other person's feelings seriously. Yeah, and different Even people... Even it's irrational. Yeah, d- different people in different relationships have all sorts of different behaviors and patterns, and sometimes you hear them and you say, really? Like... um, one thing Tika did, uh, I think, oh, yeah, I think it was like the day after we, we decided to be in a relationship. She's like, uh, she's got um, her phone locks with a fingerprint and a password. And she let me fingerprint on her phone. So she was, she basically gave me access to her phone right when we got into a relationship. And that has not been my practice at all. Um, so it was new to me. And I thought it was uh, I thought it was a nice display of trust. Um, yeah, but it just, it just came to my mind of like, oh yeah, we all have different ideas of, of, of what's appropriate or, or whatever. That's kind of a signal of, Hey, I'm not hiding anything in her almost recognizing what's happened to you in your past and trying Mm. to offer you a little bit of comfort. Yeah, maybe, maybe So that's, that's awesome. Whereas other couples and maybe even very healthy couples would never look at each other's phones too and it's just oh yeah it's just up to different in in my relationship i don't feel the need to ever look at my wife's phone like we both know each other's passwords and it's not even like a hey what's your password in case i need to look it was a hey can you see what who texted me the past code yeah yeah yeah. one of those things where we both have it yep but i've never felt the need to, to snoop yep because our open line of communication it's one of those things even if someone like sketchy messages her, she'll be like, you know, this guy's messaging me and I, I feel like he has some, you know, he has some ulterior motive that you wouldn't be happy with. But just so you know, um, I'm going to shoo him off. It's like, oh, OK, cool. I always really appreciate that. Tika does that, too. And, and I'll do that back to her. And it's uh, that that's very helpful. It's taking the initiative and being proactive and uh, and showing them. That's nice. 
Yeah, because it's way worse if you see, oh, this guy did this and I'm just finding out now. That's where you get defensive and that those insecurities creep in. Like, what, what were you thinking? Why don't I know about this? And if I don't know about this, what else don't I know about? Exactly. And that spirals into a huge thing. And that leads to the people looking through the phone constantly and feeling the need to look through the phone. That's what happened to me last time. Yeah, it's um, fucking brutal. I had a relationship like that in the past where I was like, I know your ex-boyfriend's texting you. Like, why did I have to see it through the corner of my eye? Why don't you just uh, say, hey, he's texting me. It's being weird. Oh, fuck. Fucking hell. That's, that brings back painful memories for me too, man. It was a bad relationship. Yeah. I think she yeah. went from like me to her ex-boyfriend to me to her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> I just kept letting it happen, dude. Yeah. Like, I was young. We were young. Yeah. Now, um, a- after the experience I had, I kind of decided if you even have that urge to, to snoop, it's probably over already. Yeah. There's no trust there. Yeah. It depends on the situation and everything, of course, but but yeah, if there's no trust, then... And even if you aren't consciously thinking about it all the time, it's got to be in the back of your head. Anytime the phone vibrates, they look at it. You want to see who it is. It's not healthy for you on yep. the other end of it. That's right. Brutal. Yep. Absolutely brutal. And you're constantly... And sometimes they'll be doing something innocent and you're concocting this thing in your head saying they're being shitty. And they might not even be. Yep. That's right. And uh, it actually loops, loops back to what we were talking about before with... um your your feeling of security in your place in in the very small group of the relationship and if if you do feel secure then all those those anxieties and worries probably won't show up as much whereas uh that that's that's the feeling is is someone trying to come in um and that's that's why you're curious about the phone is someone trying to come in and is she entertaining that possibility yes Wow, we didn't even know this topic was related to our initial topic, but it is. It certainly is, my friend. Being secure in your spot, in the tribe, in your relationship. It gets rid of those. I was about to say being secure gets rid of those insecurities. No fucking shit. (laughs) What a moron. But it it really is so true. Did you want to uh, cover that other topic? It, it seems like a nice 10-minute topic. Yeah. Um, so, not related to what we've talked about for the last 50 minutes at all, but I, um, I've recently had people in my life, no one like close to me, so no sympathy here. No sympathy to me, is what I'm saying. Um, See, so yeah, I'm already stumbling over my words. Where they've had you know losses in their life, and I don't know how to react to these people. Do I bring it up? They don't know that I know that they just went through something, but I do know. Do I say I'm sorry for your loss? Do I bring it up? Do I act like nothing's wrong? Hmm. I've been going with act like I don't know because I don't know how to address this. How close is this person that you're thinking of to you? I talk to them on a regular basis, but it's not like, well, okay, I'll just say work. Someone I work with lost someone. Well, two people at work I know lost people. And I don't know how to address it. Like, Do I address it? Is it my place to address it? Would they know that you know? No. Huh. Because Uh, I don't... Me personally, if I'm going through something, I don't want to talk about it. Like, if someone close to me dies and someone says, I'm sorry for your loss, the whole time I'm like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. And it puts me in a spot where I feel like I got to put on a face. And I don't want to put anyone in that position. I I, I don't think you need to then. I don't don't think it would be wrong to do that, Uh, depending on the context. You don't want to do it out of nowhere in a situation where they might not be ready for it. But I, I don't think it would be wrong. Um, but I don't think you need to either. Yeah. 
So that leads me to this question. When you lose somebody that's close to you, do you appreciate when people are saying, sorry for your loss, how are you doing, and checking in on you? I think it depends on the relationship with the person and our dynamic. Um, that's why I asked, would they know that you know? Because let's say, example, it was somebody that I knew that they knew, maybe a friend of a friend, and I, I would know that it got back to them. Um, I think I might kind of, I, I don't know, you, you, you can never expect that from someone. Yeah, I, I think it's no. it, it's almost it would almost be my responsibility to bring it up in the first place. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think there's really a right answer, especially if your your heart's coming from the right place. So I don't I don't think you could be blamed either way. But um, I, I would never blame someone for saying I'm sorry for your loss uh, if if they brought it up. Oh no, I, I might not want to hear it, but uh, it's it's always a nice thing. Um, but at the same time, I have thought about this. Um, more in the in the context of people that you don't know that well uh it's i don't know it's kind of meaningless like if if you knew the like person you feel like you have to say it yeah yeah if you knew the person and you're you genuinely like because because i had that i had a friend lose someone and i and i i knew that person too not as intimately but i was like damn that sucks right and then we we, we have something to talk about but if you're saying it, it this actually can loop back to the other thing if you're saying it just you're almost saying it for yourself, not for the other person. Yeah, like look, I'm a good person, I'm compassionate. Exactly. Yeah, if you're if you're doing it for that reason, then eh, nah, screw it. I feel like people don't consciously do it for that reason though. Do you? You think people think, "Oh, I'm going to, you know, up my stock here." I don't think Some it's people conscious. Are doing it just to be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think it's conscious, but that is the underlying motive. Um I think so too. Yeah. Especially when they throw in the oh my god, I'm so sorry. Yeah. When they try to it's disingenuine, yeah. right? It is. It really is. Because it's something we're all I'm gonna like, go through. Uh, every everybody's yeah. gonna go through it. So it's like are you are you really sorry or are you just is that just the thing to say? Yep. So, yeah. And that I, I'm watching The Sopranos now, mm -hmm. and there was a scene where they had lost somebody, and the daughter was saying, "Oh, thank you so much," like because everyone was saying, "Sorry for your loss." And Tony looks and goes, "Look, she's becoming a robot like the rest of us." Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, Tony was pretty real, huh? Dude, I love this fucking show. That's and a you know show. what? I, it's so hard to not talk like them. Even as I'm saying this, I'm doing the kikatsu with the 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 fingers and holding it and doing the the wrist movement. The gabagool. I really couldn't. Yeah, yeah, fangu. I, I talk about. I talk like, like I'm fucking Tony Soprano now. I'm like, hey, honey, come over here. And she's like, what are you talking? Let's stop talking like that. Yeah. But I can't help it. <laughs> the other day she says something. I went, just keep talking like that. I'm gonna get myself a guma. <laughs> but I'm getting ads for like Italian Instagram pages now. Yuck. Like I got some ad for hardcore Italians. And it was like a whole apparel line. Yuck. Who's buying that? Uh, Italians. <laughs> People are buying it, though. Dude, I was leaving my soccer game last night, and I got such douche chills. So I walk out. There's a purple Jeep. It's raised. And there's word. There's letters going across the windshield at the very top. And these were the letters in purple, the same color as the Jeep. Jeep life decals. Ew. Try harder. Yeah, you know decals. It's like it's it's like it's that like was okay, the we stock. sell decals. Yeah, they they couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> Try harder. Jeep life decals. Okay, so you have a Jeep. Uh, what 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 else can we throw after Jeep? Oh, life. We're all living life. You live the Jeep life, right? This is also a decal. So let's just be very explicit. Jeep life decals. Fuck you for buying that. Fuck you for selling it. It's so stupid. I would actually think that it was pretty funny if that was the only decal. Like, let's say you had one decal on your car and it said decal. That's kind of funny because it's clearly self-aware and ironic. But if it's like that, they're not being self-aware and ironic. They're just a tool. 
Yeah, that was the brand. Oh, we're Jeep Life decals. And like, yep, I'm Jeep Life. So I'm going to get a Jeep Life yeah. decal. But if it just said decal, like next to the bumper, like on the bumper, that is hilarious. You're making fun of people with decals. I get it. People that don't get it are dumb. I get it. Back to the other thing. What if you're talking to someone and they bring up like, uh, oh, yeah, my, my mom, she died 10 years ago. You still say I'm sorry, right? I don't know, dude. See that? I was thinking I kind of like backed off a little bit there because I don't know it's what It's such to an say. automatic reaction, I mean, but it's such like, it's kind of like bullshit too. It's almost like you have to say it. I, I hate, I, I really hate yeah. the socially ingrained like obligation statements. It, it feels, it, it's such a small thing, but I really hate those fake things like that. Yeah, just saying it because that's the right thing to say. Yeah. And it almost puts you in a category of, like I am, I want to be accepted. It, it kind of goes back into that again. Yeah, yeah. I, I want this person to still like me, so I'm not going to say, "Well, it was ten years ago." I mean, how are you doing now? Yeah. Eh, I mean, she was hundred. <laughs> oh, I'm you so can't sorry. Say that. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. How'd she die? Natural causes. Oh, so that yeah. was supposed it, to happen. And if it didn't happen, I would be even more sorry. You, yeah. So it's just. That was supposed to happen. I don't know. But you, you do say, I'm sorry, to maintain that place in the tribe. So how are you playing? Uh, you, you're, you're playing soccer? You, you, you're passing well? You, you score any goals? No, nah, I suck. I'm just out there for some exercise. I yeah. play defense mainly. I'm just out there to get the blood pumping. I'm doing that. I'm, I'm fucking doing the VR boxing. I'm going to get back to jiu-jitsu next week when Jake go. All right. He's my partner. And I think me waiting for Jake, it comes back to my insecurities. I haven't been in a while. I've lost my pegging there. Mm. Yep. I need him as that my crutch. That makes a lot of sense. So, Jake, you're editing this. Just know you're my crutch. Yep. You guys make each other feel comfortable. Or, and I love or you. He makes you feel comfortable, at least. Yeah, he's, he's comfortable. He'll go whenever the fuck he wants. I'm not comfortable. Mm -hmm. I need him there. Until I get comfortable, and I'll be able to break off and do my own thing. But for right now, not as comfortable. New faces, faces I know left. I need I need that familiar face by my side. So Jake, be yeah, my that friend. is a you can be that is a funny hero, moment baby. in jujitsu when um when you're pairing off for the whole class right at the beginning you, you pair off and if, if you if you have someone then you feel kind of comfortable but if you if you're ready to pair off and you don't have anyone you're like uh it's it's very I don't know for me it's uncomfortable sometimes yeah yeah I mean for the most like before I would have felt comfortable being like hey you want to roll and it's like oh yeah cool let's do it. You find someone else that's also looking around like, oh, I don't have friends either. But I, uh, I'm mm -hmm. just not there right now. But I will get back there. I believe Hopefully. in you. God willing. I believe in myself too. I'll get there. I am enjoying playing soccer though once a week. It's good seeing people that I've been playing with for a while. Because I, I stopped playing. And then you know you, you reunite with these faces that are familiar with yourself. And then you start playing. And it's just, it's fun. Good exercise, you know, our good friend Pete's there. We used to slide his oh, name yeah? into podcasts as a joke just because we'd see how many times we'd say it. So, yeah, me and Pete nice. playing every week, so it's good. Antika's made some good gains in the gym. Uh, just give an update on that. Yeah. Hell yeah. She can, uh, in, in terms of pounds, ah. she's yeah, squatting, what, what, what is it? It's, uh, it, it would be not, it, 25s on each side. And she was doing just the bar before. Yeah, just the bar. When she first started, she was doing the bar, but it was kind of shaky, right? And um, I, I ended up modifying the program a little bit, just kind of doing things that made sense. And I had her do some deep pause squats uh, the session before last. Yeah. Yeah, because I think she had a mental block because uh, in terms of kilograms, it, it's going to be 25s on each side, but it was 10 kilograms on each side. It's, it's a bigger plate. And I think she was a little bit afraid of that, but she could she could do the the weight right under that very very comfortably. But then you put the big plates on, and, and now she's got a mental block. So I had her do deep pause squats with the weight before that, and she could do it very very well. And uh, now we moved up to the big plates yesterday, and she she did great, three sets of five. That's fantastic, and that was a good call by you getting over that mental hurdle of that looks like a lot. I don't know if I yep. can handle it. Will I hurt myself? You get that confidence up. Like you literally just sat there for three seconds with weight that was yep. slightly less than what you And uh, she said in, in real That's world awesome. application too, we had to carry some heavy backpacks because um, we, we went to a different island for vacation. Not interesting. 
and she said uh normally <laughs> no, no well it's more interesting than yeah Molly, definitely that's for damn sure. but she she said normally the backpack would be pretty heavy for her but it felt felt like nothing so it, it works she's get, gaining overall strength that's awesome and how are you doing in the gym um i'm also making gains my minor a lot slower um but but yeah i'm, I'm still sticking to it i just gotta get my diet back yeah send me a picture naked with an emoji over your hog i sent you one yesterday you didn't get that oh i don't know i gotta check no i'm joking <laughs> as oh, if i send you naked oh. selfies all the time <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there mm-hmm. all right well it's 11:30 p.m. I got to get up at 6. So let's put a bow on this. Yep. Thank you all for listening. You know, download download the first day too for those of you who don't because the followers are important. So the more downloads we get the first day, the higher our follower count is and the way followers are you know determined is the amount of first oh, day downloads of the episode. We have followers on Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. But the amount of followers we have is based, well, with our podcast distribution that we use, the amount of followers is based on first day downloads. And that's it. So, you learn something new every day. So, download the first day, even if you don't listen to it the first day. And subscribe, rate, leave comments, do what you got to do. Kyle, any closing words? Nah. Okay, bye. This is life being bound to love.